In the book, How's Your Soul, uh, Judah Smith tells the story of playing golf with a bunch of pastors. And it started off okay. He was doing all right, which is better than I can say most of the time when I play golf. But it started off okay, but then things quickly started going bad. And he ends up shooting the worst game of his life. But he's with a bunch of other pastors, so he can't let anybody know that it even bothers him, right? Oh, it's just a game. You know, man, I, you know, I'll do better next time. He, he keeps on this nice smile, you know, and acts all holy and godly. But then when his wife comes to pick him up with his three kids in the back, he sits in the front seat, and his daughter asks him from the back row, how'd you do, Dad? And he just loses it. He freaks out. He starts punching the dashboard, he starts punching the steering wheel, and he just freaks totally out. And they drive in silence to the restaurant. By the time they actually get to the restaurant, he's realized how big he blew it, and how he just made a total fool of himself, and he embarrassed himself, and he asked his kids to forgive him and his wife to forgive him. But he, he talks about how surprised he was and how embarrassed he was that this came out of him out of nowhere. It was all, everything was fine, and then all of a sudden, he's so surprised by what came out of him, his reaction to things. Have you ever been there where just all of a sudden, it's just like, boom, whoa, where did that come? Who was that person? I know I've had to apologize over and over to my children who are six and eight because I, as an adult man, acted like a baby, right? And I got upset, and it's, things came out of me, and I was surprised. Who is that? That's not who I want to be. In the book of Psalms, it's one of the most creative and poetic books in the whole Bible. And it's literally a book of songs. So these people that wrote it are lyricists. And we got David and, and some Asaph and some other people that wrote these songs as well. But if you've ever been shocked... By your own soul's reaction, Psalms chapter 42 and 43 will seem very familiar to you. In these 16 verses, you see David's constantly changing emotions, the ups and downs, incredible highs and incredible lows, encouragement and discouragement. And this is a question that David asks himself in Psalms 42, 5. He says this three times in these two chapters. He says, why... Are you cast down, oh my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? That's a pretty honest question, right? This guy's uh, pretty aware of his inward man. And you know how life can be. Sometimes when things go really bad, you start asking yourself questions. Some of us do it out loud, right? What's going on? My uh, sister-in-law uh, is pregnant, and she was struggling with a seatbelt to get over her, her pregnant belly uh, the other day. And she says, I can't, I just can't, I can't get it. And my like year and a half year old nephew said, you can do it from the back seat. <laughs> when we talk to ourselves and we ask ourselves questions when we're going through struggles, what's the problem? Why did I just yell at my wife? Why did I punch that wall? Why did I make that sarcastic comment when I really do care? What's going on inside of me? And maybe that's where you're at today. Maybe you're in that struggle right now and you're asking yourself why. 
What is going on? Or maybe you're the person that you have not looked inside yourself. You haven't checked your soul's health for a long time. And, and if you really were to do it, and you would see those reactions that come out of you, you would say, man, that's not who I want to be. That's not who I want to be known as. Now, I don't normally read whole chapters of the Bible in a sermon. But we're going to open to Psalms chapter 42 and 43. And I want you to see David's roller coaster of emotion firsthand. I want you to just put yourself in his shoes this morning. And look at what it's like to not know what's going on inside of you. He says this in verse 1. He says, as the deer pants for the flowing streams, so, my, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, while they say to me all the, all the day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I would go to the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise and multitudes keeping festival. Why are you cast down, O oh my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God. For I again shall praise him, my salvation and my God. My soul is cast down within me, therefore I remember you. Skip down to verse 9. It says, I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of my enemy? As with a deadly wound in my bones, my adversaries taunt me while they say to me all the day long, where is your God? Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him and my salvation and my God. Chapter 43 starts with, vindicate me, O God. Defend my cause against an ungodly people. From the deceitful and the unjust man, deliver me. For you are the God whom I take refuge. Why have you rejected me? Why do I go about mourning because of the oppression of my enemy? Send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Then will I go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy, and I will praise you with the lyre, O oh God, my God. Why are you cast down, O oh my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God. For I again shall praise him, my salvation and my God. Aren't you glad that God put passages of Scripture like this in the Bible? See, in church, we're tempted to project that we're perfect and we're struggle-free and we're flawless and we don't want to talk about what we're struggling with. We only want to talk about our victories. But this passage of Scripture shatters that perception. David, the one that defeated Goliath, is here struggling with doubt and confusion and questions. So it's not strange when you do it. He says, my tears are my only food. And my tears yell to me, where is your God? God, why have you forgotten me? But he doesn't stay there. 
He swings back and says, but, but my soul is thirsty for you. And I'm going to hope in God and, and I will praise him again. The singer here preaches to himself this message. Hope in God. Hope in God. Now, as far as philosophies in this world about life go, they're basically two. One, that there is no God, and this is all an accident, it's all random, so it's meaningless. Or two, there is a creator, and he made you. You matter. You were designed with a plan and a purpose. Those are basically two philosophies that the whole world, you can boil all of it down to, one, it's meaningless, or two, you were made for a purpose. According to a Gallup poll, there's only 11% of the world are convinced atheists. So you're in the majority when you say that you believe in a higher power, something outside of yourself. So if you're in that 89%, then you can look at this life with new eyes and realize that although I'm cast down, I can hope in something outside of me because there is a plan and I have a purpose. Now here at Clarksburg Baptist Church, we believe that higher power is... That's right. You guys have been to Celebrate Recovery probably, right? We believe that higher power is Jesus. But how much more hope should we have in Jesus? Because he is the God that left heaven to come and experience the hardships of this life right beside us. He faced temptation. He was hungry. The Bible said he had nowhere to lay his head. And he knows what you're going through. In fact, he has been there. And the Bible says that he was despised and rejected of men and then they killed him. Then he rose again on the third day and was seen of over 500 witnesses and ascended back to heaven. See, I don't know where you're at this morning. I don't know what you're going through, but tell your soul to hope in Jesus. That same God is not scared of your questions. So feel free to ask, why am I going through this? God, why have you forgotten me? Read the book of Job. Read the book of Lamentations. Or note the words of Jesus on the cross. Oh God, my God, why have you forsaken me? See, so many times we try and bury these feelings. We try and act like we have it all together. Instead of going to God and just laying it out, God, this is how I feel. What is going on inside me? I don't understand it. See, God is not threatened by our times of confusion. He's bigger than that. But in the end, tell your soul to hope in Jesus. There are nine big questions in these two chapters. God, why have you forgotten me? Why have you rejected me? Big questions. And I know someone in the room right now is asking big questions of God as well. That's normal. But don't stay there. Hope in Jesus. Because there is a God and he has a plan for your life. The psalmist makes it clear that God is a personal God to him. He says, you are my salvation. You are my God. See, he isn't just playing church. He's just here for a religious experience. Because those things crumble when the real struggles and questions come. Instead, we need a relationship, something that is real. So in your hurt, trust these words that the same singer said, David, 
in Psalms 34, 18. He says this, the Lord is near to the broken hearted and he saves the crushed in spirit. See, our hardships and struggles can blind us from the fact that God is near to us in our pain. And see, God's not always going to calm the storm. Sometimes he calms you in the storm. So if you have a relationship with God, you can claim this verse today. This morning, God is near to you if you have a broken heart and a crushed spirit. See, even in the days when you wake up and you just feel like it's going to be a bad day, a day when you don't have a lot of hope, a day when our heart just isn't into it. 1 John 3, 20 says this, For whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart, and he knows everything. Don't listen to your heart. The Bible says your heart's wicked, it's deceitful, your heart condemns you, it pushes guilt and shame on you, but God is greater than your heart, and he knows everything. Hope in God today. God is greater than your emotion and your pain and your feeling, and he knows you better than you know yourself. So make a decision to hope in God, even when you're not feeling it. Because you know, the funny thing about how we feel, it doesn't change who God is. No matter what you think, God is God. Hope in God. See, making a decision to accept Christ is so much bigger than just what happens after you die. It is the greatest hope for life right now. You don't have to die to experience the great benefits of salvation. Hope in God. Even when you're surprised by what comes out of your inward man, you can point your soul back to where you came from. The God that created you out of the dust and breathed life into you. Hope in God. Jesus walked this earth and he experienced betrayal and rejection and temptation that you have. Hope in God. Even when your heart lies to you and tells you that you're unwanted, unworthy, and unloved, hope in God. When your soul is in turmoil and your soul is cast down, hope in God. Why? Because he's near to the brokenhearted. He wants you to run back to him today. And he wants you to come home. Sin has broken this world. And all throughout history, you see God's people wandering, right? You see Noah having to leave his world behind through this flood. And then this new world emerges. And and sin ruins that again. Sin ruined what was in the Garden of Eden. They're in Egypt and they're hoping for the promised land and they're wandering and they're going there. And they get there and then they turn around and say, I don't know, this this is too big for God. And then they wander for 40 more years. And then they go into exile. And then they're, they're in persecution. And all of it, all of history leads back to God who is our home. We've been longing for it. We've talked about it already that this world is not our home. The Bible says that we're just pilgrims we're passing through. And if you have a perspective today that everything's going wrong and you just can't get it together, look past this world because you don't belong here. 
And when your house gets foreclosed on and relationships here uh, die, you can look forward to a day when you are going to be reunited. And instead of just echoes of God, instead of just seeing through a glass darkly, we're going to see him face to face. And you'll be home. Let's stand to our feet and bow our heads. No one's looking around. It's the time between you and God. Are you ever surprised by what comes out of you? You ever wonder what's going on? Why am I acting this way? David had that situation as well. Why are you cast down on my soul? What is going on? Why do I feel this way? He gave us the formula there as well. Hope in God. I'm going to praise him again. I'm going to get through this. I've got God on my side. Maybe you're here and you've got a broken heart. You've got a crushed spirit. God is near to you right now. Even though it doesn't feel like it, even though everything seems lost. Preach that same message to your heart this morning because your heart is deceitful. It condemns you. Preach that message to your heart today. Hope in God. As the band plays this morning, I want to welcome you. Come down to this altar and say, God, I don't know why I'm going through this right now. God, I kind of feel like you've forgotten me. God, I kind of feel like you've rejected me. My enemies are here. They're really close to me. God, but I don't see you in this situation. But even though I feel that way, and even though it seems that way, I'm going to decide that I'm going to hope in you. You're my rock. You're my salvation. You are my God. Altar's open this morning.